0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
2: right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. Welcome to today's edition of the program. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you, your host today, here to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the call-in number, and I invite you to call in to ask your questions or to give your prayer requests at 303-690-3000. That's you being on the air and uh we just having a conversation and, and uh I'm here to minister and to take you to the Word of God or uh just to pray for you and with you and so let's see what the Lord has for us in this next hour. three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the call in number and of course there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request and that's through a dedicated text line for texting only. 720 336 0897. And I want to remind you, as uh, most of you know, if you've been listening to Calvary Live, that that is a 24 7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request. And there will be those at Calvary Church, where Grace FM originates from, that will be looking at that and praying for you. But during this hour, we will certainly pray for you as the prayer requests come in, questions come in through the text line. And love to just be able to to talk with you. And this is, uh, as I've always said, your show. Uh, Maybe you're on your way home from work. Maybe you're with the kids, getting them a snack after school. Uh, Maybe you're at the office finishing the day. Uh, Whatever you're doing, if you have the opportunity to call, give me a call at 303-690-3000. And I just want to welcome all those who are listening live today on Grace FM. We've entered into a new month. And January is behind us. And uh, now we're in February. And so uh, soon we'll be seeing a change of season as the days are getting longer. And always glad uh, to kind of get January behind us. And uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do today and for us in our lives as we just stay the course and stay our uh, keep our eyes on the Lord and focus on the Lord. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, call early. Uh, sometimes uh, the phones fill up later on in the show, and so grab one of those open lines, and as soon as the uh, phone uh, calls come in, we will go to the phone lines, and we'll start answering your questions or ministering, praying for you, whatever is on your heart and on your mind. I want to also welcome those who are listening on Hope or Truth FM on the East Coast or maybe a low-power station Uh, We welcome you as well anywhere in the United States. You can call at 303-690-3000, and uh, we'll have the conversation. As you're listening on the radio stations, the Christian radio stations such as Truth and Hope FM, then know that you are a week delayed. But you can call, have the conversation, and then listen to it next week. Uh, There are many listening online as well all throughout uh, the country. Uh, From Washington to Southern California, all throughout the Midwest and down South, and on the East Coast, we welcome you as well. Even have international listeners that are listening to the Grace FM uh, website, we welcome you as well. Uh, Wherever you're at, we're so blessed to have technology that connects us together all over the world, all over the country, Along the front range here, uh, the radio station, a powerful signal, 89.7 in northern Colorado and 101.7 in southern Colorado, uh, up into Wyoming, even to Panhandle, Nebraska on 89.7. So I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Again, my name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel, Greeley, and love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. I just want to start on the text line because some text messages have come in. So we'll start there, but give me a call, and we'll go to the phone lines as soon as the uh, phone starts ringing. But someone wants prayer for just dealing with depression. And the reason that just kind of struck my heart is uh, just the cycle that they're going through uh, in and out of uh, depression. Uh, one of the things that that I have noticed is more people are— discouraged right now. I think um, coming out of 2020 with the continued uncertainty, more people are anxious, more people are, are perhaps even afraid or the uncertainty of everything. And uh, so we certainly want to pray for you. And and uh, this one who has uh, texted in and, and asked for prayer for depression, I just want to read to you a couple of verses that will help. And that is, that Peter writes that, Therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And and we get down, and depression is very real. And when you feel depressed, to go to the Lord and to know that you can cast your cares upon him because he cares for you, and to know that he heals the brokenhearted, he binds up our wounds, Psalm 147, Uh, is what he says and and to know that as the righteous cry out and the lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles the psalmist writes in psalm 34 and uh and that he desires to be the lifter of our head father i pray for this one who has text in uh this individual that's just in a cycle being down discouraged depressed i pray that you would be the lifter of his head I pray for all those who are listening right now that feel anxious, uncertain, uh, feeling discouraged, defeated, depressed, whatever the case may be, that, Lord, that we would know that you're the one that brings comfort. You're the one that brings strength. You're the one that uh, gives us everything that we need, and we always have hope in you. So just Raise people out of the depths of the pit of depression and anxiety and those things to bring a calmness and to help us keep our eyes on you and to know that we can cast our cares upon you every day, every moment. And Lord, that when our heart is overwhelmed, even as David wrote out in the wilderness in Psalm 61, that we can call out to you. And so Lord, be with this one that texts in. I pray that you would just uh, be with all those who are listening that just need encouragement to know that you see them, you know them, and you desire to bring comfort and strength to them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, give me a call. We've got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go north here. To Cheyenne, Wyoming, where Michael's on line one. Hey,
1: Michael. Hey, my question is: I got a Thompson Shane Reference Bible, the New International Version. Is that a good study Bible, or what do you recommend?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, and there's there's so many translations that are out there. The New International Version. Some people really like it, and um, it came out in 1978, I believe, revised in 1984. Um, it's uh, some will say that it is uh, a word-for-word uh, translation, and that's really what you want. You want a word-for-word translation. Um, and others have said, no, it's more of a thought-for-thought translation. So the NIV, many churches, uses it. I, I think that you can uh, use it for Bible study. Uh, for me, I like the King James and new King James the new King James is what i 've used for so many years and what I remember and there's some modern translations like um the um that have been good Bible studies but um you know you can try the new international version and uh I think that um you can try it and then there's so many Bible apps out there that you can kind of compare you know the different versions that are out there and stuff so um, but uh, we, um, you know, tr- try it and see. I don't. I don't know about the Thompson chain. I've never seen that. Don't know in- anything really about it.
3: Okay. All right. Well, but a lot of people. Thank you very much.
2: A lot of people use it, and um, you know, and it's just uh, for me. You know, the word for word is what you want to to have. So uh, again, the word for word, the New King James. Um, You know, a lot of people don't get the New King James um, at a a level that you can understand it. Uh, Some of the modern translations, um, word-for-word, the English Standard Version, a lot of people use, um, things like that. So what you want to stay away from is the thought-for-thought translations and things like that. So, okay?
3: All right, I appreciate it. Thank
2: you. Okay, thank you. God bless you. Hey, 303 690 3000 is the number to call. And love to talk with you and give me a call. We got open lines. You know, we got listeners out there on Hope and Truth FM, particularly Hope FM in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland, and they're getting slammed with the big storm right now. And, uh, and so we need to pray for them. Uh, matter of fact, Uh, They are some parts of New Jersey. The listening area of Hope FM is getting up to 24 inches in New York City and all of that. So they got this powerful storm that is going through this winter storm. Uh, And so uh, here in Colorado, we got a nice day, a warm day. We got some snow coming into the mountains uh, later on in the week, which we need because it is dry up there. We're below our normal. But let's pray for those out on the East Coast. Father, I do pray for those as we just got word um how this snowstorm is really starting to um pile up in New Jersey the businesses are closed roads are closed um dangerous travel so we just pray that you keep everybody safe and lord um as this storm goes through uh, that uh, it would produce as little possible problems um because there is going to be impact in and with this nor'easter and Lord, I just pray that you keep everybody warm and safe and uh, at home uh, where they can just hunker down till this snowstorm is over and they'd be able to get back and get dug out and cleared out. Uh, and you just uh, would work. And so we also ask here in Colorado that we would get the snow that we need for our snow uh, mountain snowpack. is so important for us, especially after a drought year and all the fires that happen. Lord, we know that you're the Lord over everything, so we just ask this uh, as well, that we would get the moisture that we need, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and or amen. You know, they named winter storms, or Lena, I believe, is the nor'easter uh, that is right now on the East Coast hitting them, and it's supposed to last for a few days, Um as it kind of transitions into another storm. Hey, we got all open lines, 303-690-3000. Let me know how you're doing. Love to hear from, uh, you know, anyone out of the East, if you're online listening right now, see how you guys are doing. Love to hear from you here in Colorado. Uh, give me a call with your questions and your prayer request. And you got the text line as well, 720-336-0897. We know we were just praying for somebody who uh, had... Uh, text in about being down and discouraged and depressed and through cycles of it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, David, the Psalms, uh, I just want to pass this along, it, it brings such comfort uh, to us. And I love the comforts of the Psalm because David would express how he was, you know, uh, why is my soul cast down, O Lord? Uh, Lord, uh, why do I take counsel in my heart? Why is there sorrow? daily in my heart. He would cry out to the Lord in the honesty of his heart. And I just pray that as you are down and discouraged, it's hard sometimes to just call out to the Lord, you know, to worship the Lord, to read His Word, but to read the Psalms, to go through those uh, Psalms that will speak to you, to read the Word of God, to call out to the Lord, and Uh, the Lord desires to just minister to you. But, you know, David was at a time in Psalm 61, there was uncertainty. Um, There was uh, David out in the wilderness. He didn't know if he was going to return to Jerusalem to sit on the throne again. His son was wanting to kill him. You know, he was heartbroken over it. And he just says, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And I just want to read that for you um, because uh, I just want to uh, let you know that you can call out uh, to the Lord when your heart is overwhelmed. And even as David says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. And you might even feel like you're at the end of the, your world, that you can cry out to the Lord, and he will hear you. And he desires to bring stability into your life and for you to abide in the tabernacle of the Lord forever in the shelter of his wings. That's such a wonderful poetic term. He just desires to cover you to minister to you, look to him. And so I hope that's an encouragement to you. Hey, we got all all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Love to hear from you. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to the text line because the number of texts have come in. And so let's begin to look at those. Uh, one text came in. I was part of a church start about two years ago, and we really took a hit when COVID came. Seems like we're just struggling along any scripture. Uh, It's interesting because my radio program, right before we came on the air, uh, I was talking a little bit uh, about uh, this on uh, Under the Fig Tree radio program, for those of you who are listening on Grace FM. And uh, I was mentioning how Zechariah chapter 4, there was a vision in the Old Testament that Zechariah had that in a message from that vision to give to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the one who would come back after the 70 years of captivity. He would come back with about 50,000 uh, people, just under 50,000 is what we read. And we know that Zerubbabel, the civil leader, Joshua, the, the religious leader, the high priest, they came back to rebuild the temple. And as they laid the foundation of the temple, all of a sudden the work stopped. And it stopped for a number of years. So Zechariah has this vision, and in the vision, it is a message that was to be given to Zerubbabel. And I want to read it to you from Zechariah chapter 4, because I think it applies in those times where we feel like, Lord, there's just not a whole lot going on right now in my ministry or in my life. But he said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain? And he shall bring forth the capstones with shouts of grace and grace to it. And he goes on to say that the hands of Zerubbabel that have laid the foundation of this temple, his hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And this is what I love. He says, For who has despised the day of small things? I just want to encourage you as you text this in that don't despise the day of small things. And to know that, even as Paul wrote in uh, the book of Philippians, that he who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion, especially in the day of Christ Jesus. And I am so thankful that I can just rest in that promise. Paul says, being confident of this very thing. In other words, it's going to happen. It's a sure thing. You can trust in the Lord in this, that he is going to complete that work that he's begun in you. And as we are in the days of small things, he's just, you know, started a ministry or part of a ministry toward COVID. You know, just really uh, put the brakes on a lot of things and and, um, and ministries to just pray and to know that the Lord, um, that he's going to work according to his will. And don't despise the day of small things, but be seeking him. And to know that it's not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And that's one of the things I always try to pass on to the pastoral staff here. You know, we want to do things with excellence. We want to work very hard for the people. We want to serve the people. But it's not by might. It's not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's the work of the Spirit. And as Paul would write to the Galatian believers, that what has begun in the Spirit— why would you try to perfect in the flesh? Are you going to perfect it in the flesh? So it's the work of the Spirit. You can trust in Him and rest in Him or whatever He has for you, and don't despise the day of small things. And maybe you who are listening, you might think, well, it's the day of small things right now. Um, not a whole lot is happening. Um, things are are slow right now. Uh, I, I I want more. Uh, from the Lord or more ministry or to do more, but the doors haven't opened up, whatever it might be, don't despise the day of small things. And Zerubbabel, the hands that began to build the temple, are going to be the hands that finished it. And he's going to finish the work that that he has uh, in your life. But in this time where you feel like it's the day of small things, keep seeking him because he's working in you that he might work through you. And so hopefully that's an encouragement for you who, um, who, uh, text that in. Hey, give me a call. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. This is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday afternoon. Love to talk with you and pray with you. The text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ben at State College, Pennsylvania. Hi, Ben. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Um- i'm good thanks
1: um good yeah i just yeah i just um wanted prayer for uh direction and um i actually moved from platteville colorado i know that and i've actually been at College chapel greeley a few times but uh okay good, good yeah i just i basically life just i just needed a fresh start and i moved with some um, christian family here to pennsylvania and uh um, I, have a, I have a great church community, and I've had a lot of closed doors, like, career-wise, but I'm at this point, right. I just, I want to know, like, what God has for me, like, what His plan is for me. I just appreciate prayer for that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Ben, you know, it reminds me a little bit, um, just kind of a little bit, when when I went to school, and, you know, just, um, I remember coming back from... Uh, graduating from CSU and just uh, it was just kind of trying to figure everything out and even spiritually trying to figure it out where I was and coming back and the Lord put me in a place where it seemed like I was waiting on the Lord and waiting but He was working and um, I would also you know I was looking for uh, opportunities. I graduated uh, in forestry and in the time that I graduated, there wasn't a whole lot of jobs and there was just seasonal jobs and it seemed like nothing was working out and i used to think lord what do you want and and i know that as i look back on that now that the lord was working and preparing me and you know i just was talking about it that you know he he works in our lives and one of the things that i found out is that the lord's not in a hurry <laughs> with us and and he opens doors that no one can shut and he shuts doors that no one can open. And I, you know, the thing is we're gonna pray for you. And one of the other things that I've learned too is that Lord, I wanna know what's gonna happen in six months. I wanna know what's gonna happen uh in a year. But he says, You know what? I'm gonna show you a date of time. Come back and see me tomorrow <laughs> and then come back and see me tomorrow. And he doesn't always show us. We we can make the plans, but he directs the steps. But I'll tell you this, Ben. I know that he has the very best for you. And as I was just saying, that we can be confident of this very thing, that he has begun a good work in you. will bring it to completion. And you can trust him, that he's going to get you to where he wants you to go. And, I, and it's usually, it's a whole different direction or a different turn than what you were thinking. And, but... To know that he won't will not withhold anything good uh, that is for you, and um, and that's what we're going to pray. And just keep looking to him, trusting in him, but not only trusting in him, but resting in him as well. And that's the hard part for me at times, just the rest. So I went through years, you know, I was living in a little cabin up in Black Forest, you know, uh, North Caro Springs, for about seven years. Didn't know if. You know, I would ever get married. Didn't, you know, I just didn't know what to do. I had a job that, you know, was okay. And I tried to do things in my own strength and my own energy. And I found out that didn't work. And it was at a time where I just said, Lord, whatever you want to do, however you want to use me, that He said, Good, finally, that's where I want you to be to be in a place where you're just looking to me and trusting in me and allowing me to work. And that's what He wants to do with you. And you got a fresh start there. And, um, and you know, he's going to show you and he'll open the doors and you just keep looking to him and just allowing him to do the work that he wants to do in your life day by day, moment by moment, okay? All right, Ben. Let me pray with you, okay? All right, sounds good. Father, I pray for Ben as he's come from Platteville, Colorado, just south of where I'm sitting and all the way to Pennsylvania. And Lord, as he's looking at what you have for him in career or ministry, that day by day he would look to you and you promise that you will complete that work that you've begun in us. And I pray that you would just um, speak to his heart and as he goes to you in quietness, will be his confidence in going to you, as Isaiah 30 says, to seek counsel. And as he waits on you, you promise you will bless those who wait on you. You'll be good to those who wait on you. And you also promise, then then you will give a word to us that this is the way. Walk in it. Go to the left or go to the right. And Lord, that he would know that you have the very best for him. And that you desire to do exceedingly abundantly above all he asks or thinks. So I just pray that he would keep looking to you, not lose heart, but to know that you desire to do a wonderful work in his life. So guide him. Lord, give him a peace that rules in his heart. And Lord, to know that when you open those doors, um, that he would know. And in the meantime, you work in him and you work through him. So Lord, um, being confident that you're going to complete the work and that you have a wonderful life for him. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. Hey, Ben, keep in touch, all right? I'll be praying.
1: All right, sounds good. Thanks again. Okay,
2: you bet. Bye. God bless you. Thanks. 303 I know there's probably some of you that are listening right now. Uh, and I know that... Um, you may be wondering, Lord, what do you have for me? What are you going to do in my life? And you're waiting on the Lord. And we talked a little bit about this on Sunday yesterday that waiting on the Lord is not an easy thing to do. It is not an easy thing to do. Um, we live in an instant world. We want things to happen right away, instant communication. We go through the drive-through of McDonald's. We want our food right away. You know, we just live in a world that is fast-paced. And, um, So I know that we can sometimes carry that into our spiritual lives. And when we carry that into our spiritual lives, we can get discouraged. It is necessary for us to wait on the Lord at times. Because as we're waiting on the Lord, He's preparing and He's working. Waiting on the Lord doesn't mean He's ignoring us or doesn't mean that He's showing disapproval for us. It means that He's still working. And waiting on the Lord, Isaiah 30 says he promises that he'll be good to those who wait on him. Lamentations chapter 3, that he will bless those who wait on him. And then also we know that Isaiah chapter 40, he declares that he will renew the strength of those who are waiting on him as well. That's a promise of the Lord. So if you're in that place of waiting, um, just know that God is still working and he sees and that he hasn't turned away from you and he isn't showing disapproval for you, but he's desiring for you to draw closer to him and to just draw out from you that faith that ends up being purified because we wait on the Lord and see his faithfulness. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. Um, we got a couple open lines. After the break, we'll be going to Angie. Um, but right now, you hear the music. Grab one of those open lines 303 690 3000, the text line 720. Three three six zero eight nine seven. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in beautiful northern Colorado along the Front Range, just about 45 miles from Rocky Mountain National Park and uh, been here 25 years. 25 years ago, uh, my wife Sue and I uh, drove up two young kids uh, and we started Calvary Chapel Greeley. And it's been quite a venture of faith and what a privilege it has been. So, so glad that you have called in. We got full lines right now. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a second. Just want to remind you that those of you in the Greeley area and Weld County and surrounding area that uh, we. Meet on Sunday mornings at eight, nine thirty and eleven o'clock going through Matthew's gospel in person online services. And so I'd love for you to join us. Check us out at org. We're easy to find. Man, people are coming back. It's wonderful to see it. And and I know that some of you that you're not ready to come back or you need to be careful and and uh and God bless you. But we have the online options as well. For you to, as we're going through the book of Matthew, we got other times that we meet during the week, so check it out on our website, Calvary Chapel org. And so blessed to be here in Northern Colorado to give the gospel and to be with you on air here on Calvary Live. Uh, we got full lines. As soon as somebody hangs up, we'll have an open line, but let's go to Angie in Longmont. Hi, Angie. Hi, hey, Pastor.
1: Hey, thank you for holding. It's an honor to speak with you today. I listen to you all the time.
2: I hope it's a blessing.
1: It really is. Thank you. You know, I was listening to that young man who just called in, and, um, you know, I resonate with what he's going through. I have a 30-year-old son who's on the spectrum, and every day it gets harder and harder to tell him that God has a purpose for his life.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you and, keep telling him. Uh, he
1: has plugged into a church, and I'm so happy. Um, Good. You know, but it's hard for him to make friends. It's hard for him to, you know, do some of the things that maybe you and I. He just lives in a very, you know, it's it's such a black and white world. You know, I live in a gray world, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's very hard to talk to him. And, yeah. you know, uh, he lives with me and his stepfather. And um he's brilliant. He just got out of school, four point student. Wow. You know, he's an IT nerd, you know, but um mm-hmm. it's just so hard after you've been told for ten years you're not you're not wanted. Right. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know Zach, God has a purpose for you. He does. And I know he does, but it's getting harder to convince him of that. I just need him to get some hope.
2: Yeah, and you know what? And I pray that where he's at, where he's in fellowship, that he's reminded of that, that God loves him, made him the way that he is, and created him, and has a purpose for him, and uh, desires to use him. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes I think the Lord has me ministering because if he can use me, he can use anyone. And he desires... Yeah, he desires to use us, and the world may come along, and the world may say, you know what, Um, you're not of value, or you're not good enough, or you're not smart enough, or you don't have the personality, or you don't have the looks, or whatever. But the Lord loves him, and you keep reminding him of that. And the Lord has a plan for him, and sometimes, listen, being a dad— that we see our kids, they begin to lose heart. And you keep calling out to the Lord. You know, yesterday's study, we had a uh, study in Matthew's Gospel of the Canaanite woman that came to Jesus and called out to him, you know, because she had a daughter, uh, a daughter that, you know, she says is vexed with the demon. But she, she came, first of all, as a mom, And she's calling out to the Lord concerning her daughter, my daughter. And she came to the point of, Lord, help me. Lord, help us. And that's where you're at right now. And the Lord desires to help. And he desires for you to know that he loves your son. And he desires to do a work in in him and to let him know that he is valuable to the Lord and that he is valued so much. That the Lord desires to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And you know what? And He will. And just to trust in Him and day by day, moment by moment. But don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. You don't keep...
1: lose timing. Mean, and I've had to wait so long on things. And I try to explain that to Him, but He still, it's again difficult to talk to someone sometimes on the spectrum to really get your point across. So I guess part of my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would talk to him in a manner in which he understands the way God created him, you know?
2: Yeah. And, you know, and it's hard when you're in the middle of it and you don't understand, but Angie, as he's confronted with those things that he doesn't understand, help him to fall back on the things that he can understand. Okay. On God's love. Yeah, and and that God sees him and God knows and that he's not going to leave him as an orphan and he's not going to leave him or forsake him and that he's going to be with him. And and just you wait and you see day by day, moment by moment. Father, I pray for Angie. I, I hear a mom that's, that loves her son so much and is ministering to him the best way she knows how. And we just pray that you administer to his heart You're the one that Lord knows everything about him. And I pray that you would bring your comfort to him, that you would bless him, that he would know that he is very valuable to you, so precious to you. And Lord, that you have a plan and you promise you will not withhold anything good from us for those of us who believe, who are called according to your image. And Lord, I just pray that as here as angie is in that place of waiting and her son that again your word says that you will work good and bless and strengthen those who wait on you and as we wait on you that their faith would be purified their comfort would be real and lord that you would just um, guide them and make yourself um, your presence so real to them that they know that you're there and knowing that you're going to see them through. And yet you, Lord, are going to be faithful to your word and promises. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Figgs. God bless you and you your ministry, and I thank you for thank- the prayer.
2: You bet, Angie. Keep in touch, okay? If you need prayer, please call, okay?
1: Yes, sir. I will. Thank you kindly. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I know that there are some of you parents that are out there that— you're praying for your child, and and the Lord cares for our kids. He cares for our grandkids. Maybe you have a prodigal. Maybe you just, um, you know, you want to see God working in their lives. I I can understand that raising four kids. You keep lifting them to the Lord and giving them to the Lord, and um and know that He does care about them, and don't stop praying, and and don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. There's always hope in Jesus. is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Maryland where Teresa's on line three.
3: Hi. Hi, Pastor Figs. How are you? Um, I'm pressing on. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. You guys getting Uh, some snow out there?
3: We got a storm. It started last night, and it went into today with ice and about, I don't know, it looked like maybe four or five inches.
2: Wow. Well, we were praying for you guys. So what can we do for you, Teresa?
3: I just want to say first that I want to thank you for your beautiful prayers. And, yeah, I just love when you pray with the people. Um, Last week, a week ago today, a woman called, I didn't get her name cause it, I was writing and it was so fast <laughs> cause it, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to, it was like, I, you know, I was like, Oh man, I gotta say, say this. Um, she spoke about nine years of addiction and how, um, it's been 20 years in the making and her husband, yeah. um, was has an addiction and when she met him it's it's a long story but she she started Mm -hmm. drinking and then it got to the point where after they got married he you know he was on he was an addiction and and then he it got worse when they got married and he he introduced he he told her about jesus and um and that was and then you know a couple of years later she kindly you know asked Jesus into her heart long story short um it was like intense probation cuz he was get it was getting worse and worse and he went after like 10 years he uh-huh. he he went probation intense sure. probation yeah. He went back to his it, old it, ways again
2: yeah it was a long story so was there a question that you had concerning that
3: and he almost murdered her well, what I wanted to call was, I wanted to, you mentioned 1 Corinthians 7, you don't stay right. in an abusive situation, you, a place of safety. I was, um, emotion, you know, I was abused, but not by, uh, my husband wasn't addicted to anything. But mm-hmm. my, my, I just wanted to say that um, she can, did I mention that he almost murdered her? That yeah. She said that. Yeah. Okay. Well, she can still separate and right. be stay be safe, and she could still do everything she's doing now, like praying for him and fasting. Right. Um, right. Uh, she did mention that he's spoken to her life a little about that, about Jesus, and I think that's beautiful. But God knows that. But she's not right. responsible for his sanctification and his walk with the Lord. He's an adult, and he's responsible right. for his actions cuz right. i think that so,
2: she needs to get you know the conversation teresa i had and it was a long conversation you know and one of the things that i when i talk to people and all of a sudden all these you know many years came up in a f- few minute conversation and and you're you're kind of trying to repeat it and everything but one of the things that i do tell people is you know um that if you are in a place of danger that you need to get in a place where it's safe. Um, uh, I don't think anyone should be subject to being abused physically, um, uh, to you know, be in danger, them and their children. And we, I've always given that advice. I cannot in good conscience tell somebody to stay in a dangerous situation. First Corinthians chapter 7, I believe what I was saying was, is that, um, you know, as the conversation was evolving and developing, is that you know do you stay with an unbelieving spouse 1 Corinthians 7 says that that you know if the unbelieving spouse is willing to stay with you then then you are to stay but Paul also says that you're called to peace and not the bondage and the bondage of physical abuse um I would never advise anybody to stay in a place where there's danger and where there is physical abuse or with their family or anything like that. So I think that's kind of how the conversation went. But there was a lot that was there. So, but um, yeah, you, you want to be in a safe place, and there's ministries out there that provide shelter for those who need that safe place. So, thanks, Teresa. Appreciate hey, it, Pastor. Uh-huh.
3: Um, I there is a a Christian wrote the book. It's called. May I say it? It's it's a Christian sure. wrote the book. It's her. Her name's Leslie Vernick. Yeah. Um, v E R N I C K. It's called Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage. Um, mm-hmm. She's a Christian counselor, and she even goes into detail about like separation and stuff. You don't have to get a divorce mm-hmm. or anything, but about separation yeah. and, and uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's, a it's beautiful difficult.
2: Book. Yeah, it's a difficult situation. She is in a place where she's praying and waiting on the Lord, and, and that's what we you know we're praying with her about. So hey, thanks, Teresa. Appreciate your call. So God bless you guys out there as you deal with this storm. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Kathy in Loveland. Hello? Hi, Kathy. You're on Calvary Live.
3: Okay, thank you. Uh, I've got a question for you. What would be a... The biblical response to a believing wife who has an unbelieving husband that does not want to work or get a job
2: yeah that's a that 's a difficult situation where you have a husband that doesn 't want to go work he's he 's not a believer, but we just talked a little bit about this. you know Paul was uh, writing to the Corinthians, and in that first letter of first Corinthians, they were asking him questions because Many of the believers were coming out of Corinth. Was a terrible place, Kathy. It was a terrible place. It was full of immorality, you know. Um, and the Greek culture was not only full of not only full of immorality, but you know, the Greek culture, the philosophy, the you know, appearance, and all this stuff. There was just a lot of challenges that were there, and you can see it when he writes the letter. He's writing to them about. Even when they have a potluck, when they do a potluck, they couldn't even do that right at the church. Some people were, were taking their own food and not sharing it, and they were drinking. It was just a big, big problem. But one of the questions they asked is Do we stay with their unbelieving spouse? And Paul said that yes, you are to, if they're willing to stay, you stay with your unbelieving spouse. Now, that doesn't make it easy, does it? It makes it very very difficult and i feel for those who who have a husband he's an unbeliever he refuses to get a job out of laziness and not knowing the exact situation to give further counsel with that i can just tell you what first corinthians 7 says about that i also know that paul said to the man who doesn't provide for his family that he's worse than an unbeliever in this case, you have an unbeliever that doesn't want to provide for his family. But he's supposed to do that, you know, to pray that somehow um, that he will understand he needs to do that. And not knowing the complete situation to give further counsel uh, is kind of, you know, on the radio here, is kind of difficult to be able to do, but to just to relay what First Corinthians 7 says. Okay hard isn't it? It's well, heartbreaking.
3: It it really is because <laughs> you don't know what direction to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is and it's in you know we were just talking about the caller before um you know and we get calls and marriages that have all kinds of challenges and problems. Where one of the spouses is just waiting on the Lord and praying and praying through and waiting for the Lord to work, and that's really really hard. But I I hope that uh, that the believing wife can be belong to a church that can get support, that can get prayer, that can get biblical counsel from their pastor or her pastor to be able to help her and guide her. And um, and that's really what they need because they're on a difficult journey and a difficult road, and they need that support, and it's heartbreaking to see all of that. So um, that's kind of—it breaks our heart when we see situations like that.
3: All right. Thank you.
2: And the, the other thing, too, is um, I don't know if there's any way that he's an unbelieving husband— if he'd be willing to go in and talk with the pastor, if they belong to a church, and sometimes, you know, 25 years of ministry here, I've had somebody who's willing to yeah, go in and talk to him, and I'm able to just be able to be honest with them and talk with them, and you know, at least hear that different perspective, and to you know, to try to open up their heart and their eyes to some things that um, that they need to know. So. Uh, be in prayer and and keep praying for them. And why don't we do that right now, Kathy? Okay. Father, Kathy calls and and just um, somebody that obviously she cares for and her heart is broken, uh, a believing wife um, and the um, situation of an unbelieving husband that uh, doesn't want to work out of laziness, uh, whatever the case may be. And Uh, We know that Paul would address that to the church at Thessalonica, that those who um, didn't work and um, that led a disorderly life, and we know it's not pleasing to the Lord. But, Lord, I just pray for this man, that somehow you get a hold of his heart, that he would understand that he is the work, that he is the fine work, and, Lord, that work is good. And um, I pray that somehow... Um, that you get that in his heart, but more than anything, that it would be a turning to you to understand that, that uh, he as a role of a husband is to provide and love and cherish and to serve. And, Lord, uh, I just pray for the wife that as she's in this time of waiting, that you help her, that you be with her, Lord, that she would have the support that she needs from loving Christians. And We just give this whole situation to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you, Kathy. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: Yeah, you bet. 303-690-3000. Let's see where we're at. I believe we got all open lines. If I'm looking at this right. And so uh, we do. If you could give me a quick call. I'm going go to go to the text line because we've had a number of texts that have come in. Um, and so uh, there's one that says could you please explain the rapture and the order of the coming of the lord first and second coming in order of the tribulation and um, it's a good question and uh, one of the things that uh, is interesting is and i'm going to give a brief overview that that the tribulation period is spoken of that final seven year period that god begins to pour out his wrath on a christ rejected world They are spoken of in Revelation chapters 6 through 19. At the end of that seven years is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, the rapture of the church, I believe, is going to take place before the tribulation period. The promise of Jesus to the Church of Philadelphia, which is a promise to us, is that he will keep us out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. And so um, I believe we will be raptured. We will be with the Lord for those seven years, the marriage feast of the Lamb. And then at the end of this tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus Christ, when we come back with him. So the rapture of the church is when he comes for his church before the tribulation period. And then the second coming is when he comes with this church. He will come back literally, physically to the earth. He will establish his kingdom for a thousand years after the thousand years, then the heavens and the earth, as we now know, will dissolve. There will be the great white throne judgment, where the unrighteous dead are going to be judged and cast into the lake of fire, and then the new heaven and the new earth, where we will dwell with him forever and ever and ever. And so that is a simple but very um, um You know, easy way to remember chronologically what is ahead for us. I believe that the rapture of the church can happen at any moment. And um, I just uh, am looking forward. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Um, I believe the Lord wants us, and the commandment is given to watch and to wait for the coming of the Master, for he comes at a time that you do not know. So, hey, we got open lines. While we just got a few minutes left in the show, I want to. Grab some of these text messages that come in and prayer requests. Uh, one came in: How do I minister to my dad when I'm, uh, am doubting his salvation? My mother is hurting, and I don't want to overstep my boundary. Uh, it's hard to tell, not knowing the situation. But minister if 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 you don't know if he's saved or not, talk to him about it. Just be able to talk to him about the gospel, to be able to minister to him, just and to listen. And um, I think that as a son that you should be able to do that. And and I don't know all the dynamics of everything, but to help him, to help him be, first of all, secure in his salvation. That needs to happen first. And then to let him know that the Lord loves him. And, and um, to just be able to share Scripture with him and pray with him, reaffirm your love for your dad, and, and reaffirm God's love for him as well. So, Father, I just pray that you would help this one who— wants to really help their dad. And um, I just pray that you help him do that. Um, And I pray that you would give him wisdom uh, in that. And I pray that you would help him in every way in this discussion and uh, that his father would truly come to to know salvation, to be secure in his salvation. And it's in Jesus' name, amen. Another one that came in just asking for prayer, for temptation says, is in his life, particularly when it comes to dating. And Lord, we just ask that you would just help them um, to just um, have a desire to to walk in purity, to be able to, um, Lord, set the boundaries, and to date in a way that is pleasing to you. And Lord, I pray that it's a Christian uh, that they're dating, I pray that uh, you would uh, help them to know that you desire for them to be uh, equally yoked or not to be unequally yoked, but, Lord, to, to look to you, to um, try to honor you. So, Lord, not knowing the situation you do, this one that text in, I just pray that, first of all, that they would desire to please you in their relationship with this uh, one that they're dating. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000, we are getting close to the end, um, and we got plenty of text line. I do want to encourage you um, that as we're getting close to the end of the show, every show takes on a theme, and one of the themes is you know just praying for those family members, and, and um, I noticed that praying for uh, a father, praying for your children, uh, praying uh, for those who are down, discouraged, um, maybe feeling it yourself. And I just want to uh, have you remember that the Lord, that he does see you and he cares about you and he desires to work in your life. And uh, we can know that that he will not withhold anything from us that is good. And I, I think about what Paul writes in Romans, um, that he says that, he who did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And when Paul writes that the implication is to freely give us all good things, and listen, he didn't spare his son, you know, and know that uh, sometimes as we go through life and we wonder, Lord, why are you withholding? Why aren't you working? Well, he did not withhold his son from us. Uh, did not withhold his son, but delivered him up for us all. And how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Uh, it is David that wrote in the Psalms that he will not withhold anything good from us. And listen, if if you're in that place where you're thinking, why are you withholding? Then it must not be good for you right now. And sometimes the Lord says, I want you to wait um, to the right time. And as we talked about, waiting on the Lord can be difficult. Or sometimes he says, I have something better for you. And the Lord has the very best for you. But one of the the things that my wife and I have talked about uh, for ourselves and for the ministry, but also for our children, is that uh, I don't want to settle for second best. I don't want to settle for less than what the Lord has. And sometimes that means waiting on the Lord. But I can trust him that he who did not Spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And who will separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing will separate it from us. Because sometimes when we're in that place of waiting, we think, Lord, you must not love me or you disapprove. And and Paul says nothing will separate us from the love of God. Waiting on the Lord, it can be hard. And, and it seems like it just goes on and on. But know that even in those times of waiting, that the Lord is working. He's working. And He is faithful. And He is gracious. And His compassion fails not. And His mercies are new every morning. Hey, God bless you. I had a great show. Going to be with you tomorrow. At the same time, have a great evening. Keep looking to the Lord. Keep reading His Word. God bless you. Good night.